0: Welcome back to the podcast, we and Oscar are here again, yet again, to talk about some fights that we do every week, uh, every Monday, every Thursday, we and Oscar are here to talk about some fights. On a Monday, we're here to recap the fights that happen on the weekend, and on the Thursday, we talk about the fights that are going to happen on the weekend. Uh, but now, today, we're going to be talking about uh, Mariano Rodriguez versus Michelle uh, Michelle Watson. Almost got out. I got it out at the end. Uh, but yeah, how's it going, Oscar? How's it going over there in America? How's the weather?
1: It's going Excellent. Uh, the fights were pretty short, you know, there was only nine fights. That card felt like it was cursed, you know, from losing the main event and the co-main event a week out. Uh, I'm just happy the UFC was able to put it back together and put on a pretty good card.
0: Yeah, as you mentioned there, you know, the the, the card kind of fell p- to pieces a little bit. Uh, D- Diego Sanchez, the whole situation happened with him. Oh, my God. You, uh, have you seen that video on Twitter?
1: Oh, it's it's so annoying to watch. That guy is far from a logical argument. Any argument he's made just sounds like he's an alien, man. That guy is out of his mind, and he also has Diego out of his mind. It's very unfortunate to see. Uh, I wouldn't want to do another half hour on this guy, so let's move on.
0: Exactly, let's move on. So let's talk about some fights, some good fights. Uh, So we start off at the top that we usually do. Mourinho, Rodriguez versus Michelle Watson at the main event. It was a great fight. Uh, It entertained quite a lot of people. Uh, Heading into this fight card, a lot of people think, you know, should they really be main event in? But boy, did they deliver. It was a great fight, weren't it, Oscar?
1: Yeah, they proved that they belonged in that spot. A lot of people were saying, I'll watch the Canelo fight instead. But I actually uh, got my eyes on this fight over the Canelo fight because they picked up the pace as the fight went. Uh, of course, Marine Rodriguez was slightly jet lagged. I would have to assume because she just got into the country a couple of days uh, before the fight and she really didn't look like that too much. Of course, she didn't suffer from that big way cut to straw weight this time. So she looked uh, stronger and she looked very dangerous. And she obviously had more power than, Uh, Michelle Watterson, she bullied her the first couple rounds, but Michelle did make a comeback in that fourth round with the takedown. But in the end, she was just outmatched, but Michelle Watterson has some serious cardio in that last round. She messed up Maureen Rodriguez's jaw, causing her not to do a post-fight interview. Uh, What do you think about Maureen Rodriguez's performance and what should be next for her?
0: It was great on short notice if you think these both women took the fight on short notice and it didn't get much to time to prepare for for one another. But, man, they put on a show, put on a head of a performance. Both women should be held, keep their head up high. It was a great performance for both women. Uh, but next, I would love to see Mackenzie Dern or Jonas and Jacek. I think them two, them two fights there, next to Marina Rodriguez, would make a hell of a lot of sense. I think it's a great move. It makes a lot of sense, uh, as I mentioned before. But you know, I think either Dern or Rodriguez fights Jonas and Jacek. I think that one there is—it's it, it, a—it has, it has to be made—one even one of them. Uh, which one would I prefer? Probably Mackenzie Dern. I think the Mackenzie Dern versus Janice Jacek would uh, be more enticing, in my opinion. Uh, but if it, if if she can't get any of the matchups, Mackenzie Dern or Janice Jacek, and maybe I'm liking the, the the matchup with maybe Tatiana Suarez if she she's maybe to come back. Uh, but I, I'm not too sure what is her schedule when she can come back.
1: Tatiana. Suarez is coming back fly flyweight. She says that weight got uh, weight is just not ideal for her at this point. But I do think got oh. jcheck should end up fighting Maureen Rodriguez simply because it would be a bang of a fight. Those two girls have excellent Muay Thai and they both have very similar styles. So I think it would be almost like a mirror matchup where we would be seeing an awesome Striking battle that would probably get the fight of the night, and uh, would be the memorable the Kenzie Dern matchup for those two. is very, very tough for who always gets taken down. Uh, with other people will probably either. that night. That wasn't the case, so Adrius cuts. Surprises, but the, the Dern matches a nightmare for her, even though she's a black belt of jujitsu. But as we you know, Dern just has that jujitsu that is beyond the black belt. All right, we're having some problems
0: with your Wi-Fi, Oscar. So quickly plug it in and out or reconnect and uh we'll continue this. Uh but yeah, Marina Rodriguez looked uh, incredible. Both women put on a fantastic performance, great fight. Uh one that really didn't look like it was gonna entertain going into the fight weekend. But man, did they entertain both women? You know, showed class in this fight. Uh Marina Rodriguez put the pressure on her early on. Um what Michelle Watson kinda of put on a late comeback, but Rodriguez, her youth. Uh, really prevailed in this fight and got the job done Uh, but let's talk while we're talking about youth Donald Cerrone that he's he's not got very much of it left in him Donald Cerrone getting knocked out against Alex Morono in the first round a standard TKO that's five losses on the bounce now for Donald Cerrone it's not looking good for him Uh, if you're questioning where he could be next uh, and it's a great time to bring Oscar in that conversation what is next for Donald
1: Cerrone a lot of people are saying retirement should be next for him, but I don't think that's the case. He took this fight on short notice against the guy, let's be honest, he had no interest in fighting Alex Morono, he only took it because that's who Cabo is, he'll fight anybody at any time. He was planning on moving down a lightweight, and he took the, the fight against Diego Sanchez because Diego Sanchez used to be a lightweight, so that's why he took that fight, and that's why he was that welterweight here, but... The move to lightweight makes sense. They don't hit as hard. They're not going to get him out of there in the first round, uh, especially at the lower level. So Don Cerrone should test the waters at lightweight again. And if he fails again, then we'll talk with timer. But uh, I would like to see him fight the winner of Jay Herbert and Hinato Moicano. Because as we know, Moicano is a very grappling-heavy type of fighter. But uh he's got some decent striking. So I think... If Cowboy fails uh, to beat the winner of Moicano and Herbert, then we should uh, talk about retirement. But I'm going to give the benefit of doubt to Cowboy here because he took this on short notice. Uh, and he, he should not be at the weight class anyway.
0: Yeah, last mention as well, Donald Soroni is still ranked at lightweight. If you look to the like rank, he's still number 15. So, it, you know, it makes sense to go down.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Cowboy had some really stellar performances at lightweight. In fact, that's where he he's had his legendary win streak. That uh, of course ended in disaster uh, against those Santos. But if you were the best.
0: Wow, wow, wow. The Wi-Fi is really bad. Uh, Oscar, I, I can barely fit in the word that you're saying. Uh, I, I'll talk about the fight, but yeah, Adonis Rony, go back down onto 155. is probably the logical option for him now. Uh, he said that he didn't want to hang up, didn't want to retire. He still like, he still feels like he's got, you know, some fight left in him. Uh, which is Donald Cerrone is always going to say that. It's Donald Cerrone for God's sake. This guy, he fights anyone, anywhere, any given time. Doesn't matter the circumstance. Uh, he's going to be there. He's going to step in, and fight anyone, and that's what he did with Alex Moreno. He stepped in, fought him, didn't get the win. But, you know, it's Donald Cerrone. We know how, we know how many. This guy's a legend. Uh, next, I'd like to, as um, Oscar, my, my co partner, was trying to say, uh, Jay Herbert versus uh, Frank, Frank, or was it Jay Herbert versus um, Renato Moicano? That's a good matchup for him. Next, he's still ranked at lightweight, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, but yeah, it was a great fight. Uh, Alex Moreno clipped him early, finished the fight, Sanatika across the fence, and uh, finished the fight. Donald Cerrone, you know, just yeah, uh, he said he was disappointed, uh, because you know, obviously lost, uh, there's nothing really more, more, more else to say, really, uh, but then the battle of Nils happened, Neil Magny versus Jeff Neil, uh, one nil was going to win, one nil was going to uh, exit the cage as a winner, uh, as the, um, yeah, the, the winner of the, the winner of the fight, obviously, uh, Neil Magny went into that fight, and uh, before, in, the, in our preview, uh, that we didn't do last week, but Oscar managed to fit one in, uh, I re- I thought uh, Neil Magny was going to win this fight. I think the length, the range, uh, w- w- was too, uh, too what word? Too great for Neil to really you know get inside and you know work do his work. It it, it really reminded me of like a, uh, a a Wonderboy versus Neil situation. But what Neil doesn't have that you know karate stance. He's very long for the division, uh, and he just really showed in this fight that Neil you know he needs to. Uh, work out what he needs to do next in his career. Uh, maybe get a, a solid game plan into fights. He, he, you know, we know how explosive he is. We saw that against Mike Perry. We knocked him out with that head kick. Finished up with the strikes. Uh, but yeah, I thought the range and the length and the uh, Neil Magny in this fight was just too much of a factor uh, for Jeff Neil. It, it caused him so much problems. And the wrestling, also the grappling, that was a, that was a good a good exchange. Uh, but yeah, I think Magny looked great. Uh, now next up for him is Kamzhetshamayev. Is that correct?
1: It is. Hamza Chemaire called for it, and Neil Magny accepted, so I don't know why the UFC would decide to have any other matchup. Uh, Neil Magny continues to shut down these prospects. Once again, he shut down uh, a very powerful guy, and Jeff Neal, who's very dangerous early on, but as you saw later in the fight, not so much. And Jeff Neal did show decent cardio against Winter Boy, but he did admit that ever since he had that life-threatening infection, I believe he—it's called sepsis—and uh, it's just not—it uh, was just not good for his performance here, and it kind of showed. Neil Magny was able to take over as the fight went on, and uh, I don't think Jeff Neil fought like himself too much in that fight. He was continuously clinching. You usually see him go for a very big shots, just like he did against Mike Perry. He got him out of there in uh, under two minutes. So. This was just not the Jeff Neil was expecting to fight that night, so uh, my pick wasn't correct here. And Neil Bagney is just not the guy you want to bet on if he's an uh, if he's the favorite. Because as an underdog, he's shown once again that he will deliver
0: yeah talking about guys you don't want to bet on and i i i'm I really bad feel. i feel really bad saying this but maurice green man you, you can't really rely on this guy uh and uh, how much i like him i love him as a fighter. uh i followed his you know his ultimate fighter you know his what, what should i say his ultimate fighter um experience his uh story uh he really touched me uh the, the stuff what happened in the the house you know I, I saw you know he had some adversity came back from it got into the usc had some success got ranked uh but man he's fell off as of late you know hardy got knocked out by hardy but now just got decisioned by marcos de, rodrigo de lima but he had no success in this fight uh once lima saw he was much better than Green on the ground. That was it. It was game over. Uh, Green had no answer for the takedown defense, and that was it. Was plain and simple. simple. Uh, it would really wouldn't surprise me, and it really hurts me to say this. It really wouldn't surprise me if Maureen Green gets cut in the next few days, in the next few weeks.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't bet on Maurice Green sticking around in the UFC, to be honest. He did not look good in any way in this fight, especially a guy in uh, Marcos Rogerio de Lima, who tends to gas early on, uh, I expected that's where Maurice Green could shine a little in the second round. But I told the guys in the preview that if this gets out of the first round, I strongly suggest that you turn off your TV or something like that. Because this this is not fun to watch in any way. I did not get any ounce of enjoyment watching the last two rounds of the fight. And uh, when you have a performance as flat as that, uh, I don't think Dana wants to keep you around.
0: Yeah, it was it was an interesting situation. After the first round, it was just pretty much a wrestling dominance from Lima. It, it wasn't very exciting, but he'd done what he had to do. He got the job done, uh, and he improves and uh, moves up in the rankings. But, yeah, as we mentioned, I think this might be the last fight in green and in, in, inside the UFC. I don't think we'll see him. Um, maybe many more, but uh, he might be cut after this. Uh, but Lima gets back into that wing column and improves but you talked about enjoyment fights and oh my god did Gregor Gillespie and Diego Ferreira deliver This was an absolute banger. So start to finish, Gregor Gillespie put on the pressure uh, against Diego Ferreira. Uh, The the, the one I really wanted to see, I I wanted to see the wrestling exchanges, uh, the scrambles. Uh, This is what I was really looking forward to. And uh, oh boy, did they deliver. It was a great performance from Gregor Gillespie. Diego Ferreira landed some great punches of his own. His striking looked looked very good. I think he was clipping uh, Gregor Gillespie. But in that second round, he kind of just faded. And after that first round, it maybe looked like Gregor Gillespie was going to be the, the, the more exhausted too, two, and then all of a sudden Diego Ferreira just had just adrenaline jump, and that was it. He, he, he was exhausted, got flattened, and uh, eventually got ground and pounded, but Gregor Gillespie returns back to winning ways in a fantastic fight. It was incredible to watch. What's your thoughts on it, Oscar?
1: I said this would be a competitive fight, and it was, especially mm. since Diego Ferreira missed weight by a considerable amount. That guy looked Really big in there. He looked like he was possible. He was a welterweight in there that night. So, props to to Gregor Gillespie looking like a million bucks in the second round. Because in the first round he was having a rough night at the office. I actually begged Gregor Gillespie to win this by decision because I thought Jacob Pedra is very durable. He's not going to get submitted. And Gregor proved that he's better than I even thought. He got some serious ground and pound going. And when you see a guy like Diego Fajeda just uh, just completely go into the fetal position and not want to fight anymore, he got broken in there by Gregor. That's very impressive. That uh, you, you see a guy like Fajeda who fought Tysimov, who's a straight-up killer. That guy is one of the best wrestlers in the UFC. Uh, we learned that Gregor Gillespie is just a different level, and he earned the spot in the top 10 with this win, if you ask me.
0: It was a great fight, a very underrated fight on the on the card as well. I thought it was a great fight uh, going into the card, and uh, Greg Gillespie, you know, had to bounce back huge after that. You know, very very big loss against uh, Kevin Lee. Uh, really got good put out, He put out, he put his lights out in that fight. Uh, it was a huge KO loss. Uh, yeah, he needed a statement, maybe a little bit of a exciting fight to get his name back into the mix, and that's what happened. Uh, Diego Ferreira, you know, he's a very good fighter. He lost against Bino Darouche, and now he falls back-to-back losses against Gregor Gillespie, but, you know, he's a great fighter. He'll come back. His BJJ is incredible, but Greg Gillespie, just beat him to every transition. Uh, in this fight, it seemed like it was a position over submission for Gregor Gillespie, and uh, that's what he done perfectly. He put, executed the game plan perfectly. Yes, he got caught a few punches. Uh, yes, at the end of the first round, he looked like it. You know, he, he was done for. But he came out second round. Uh, Diego Ferreira you know, couldn't handle the pressure, and that was it. He crumbled, and you know, Greg Gillespie flattened him out. Uh, got that ground upon and approves uh, to 14-1 and, and looks to get into the top 10. Uh, I'm not too so sure who called him out. Well, actually, most of the division because he said he was the best fisherman inside the UFC and everyone called him out.
1: Yeah, we saw Habib sharing a, an image of uh, Islam Akashev with a big old fish there. So I think that makes sense. Two of the best wrestlers in the division. They should go at it. Everybody's turning down fights with these guys because they have a suffocating wrestling style. And I think they should fight each other because we will learn who's the better striker in that matchup. And uh, if Islam can beat Gregor, then I'll probably have no thoughts about him moving forward.
0: A little bit of news that just came out uh, via ESPN. Uh, the P4 fight between Fabrizio Werdum and Ronell Fiera from last Thursday has been overturned to a no contest uh, via the New Jersey State Athletic Control Board. So that's interesting. Uh, Fabricio Werdum got his wish uh, to get it overturned to a no contest, and that's what happened. So, uh, you know, credit to him uh, for sticking and, you know, going for the appeal. Uh, but talking... Uh, actually, no, uh, I was uh, talking about Pills. That was TJ Brown. That was last week. But we had Phil Hawes on this week. And uh, he, he stepped in against Carl uh, 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 Dorcas on short notice. Uh, he was double booked, which I never knew. He was double booked. He was uh, slated to fight Dur- Durin Win in July. And he stepped in the short to fight Carl Dorcas. And that fight is still going ahead. This man's an absolute monster. He's a savage. And uh, against Carl Dorcas, he got the win and uh, deservingly so. How would you rate his performance?
1: Uh, I would would rate his performance a 10 out of 10. If you're looking for more interviews, I'll add the TJ Brown interview at the end of this one. Uh, Very interesting to hear his perspective on Nick Sick wanting to overturn it. Uh, But Phil Haas looked as impressive as ever. We attach interviews to the end of the podcast episodes, but sometimes we might pick against that fighter Just because of honesty, we like to be honest over here. We like to send you guys in the right direction in terms of picks. And Phil Haas proved me very wrong. His cardio was very impressive against the guy in Kyle Dacus, who actually gets better as the fight goes on. But Kyle Dacus had a tough night. Uh, He actually pieced up Phil Haas early in that second round. But uh, later in that fight, he was on his back and he could do nothing. He was just getting grounded and pounded over and over again against Phil Haas. How impressive was Phil Haas?
0: Yeah, it was a great fight. Phil Haas, uh, you know, improved. And he's mentioned that cardio. What a fight. He, cardio looks like it, you know. Maybe Cain Velasquez, it was incredible. I'm not saying he's comparing to Cain Velasquez, but it looks much, much better to what, we, you know, what we've seen in the past. And uh, he, he's, he's definitely worked on that, that, that side of his area. And uh, obviously, we know he has that power as well. So he's a dangerous, dangerous fighter, £185. And I like his mentality. He has his eyes set on the champ, Israel Adesanya. Uh, that's what you always want to see from a fighter. You know, he, he knows their end goal and he definitely knows his end goal. Uh a, a fight that really surprised me. I really thought it was gonna go the other way was uh Mike Chiziano versus Ludovic Klein. I thought Ludovic Klein is a great prospect. He, you know, he's gonna go on, especially what we've seen against um Shane Young, uh he put his lights out, incredible head kick, finished the fight. I thought this was gonna go the similar way. I thought Ludovic Klein was gonna get the KO, and oh boy, was I wrong. Mike Chiziano came back with a mullet and he looked incredible. He looked reborn, looked rejuvenated, and he looked in, uh, as best as I've ever seen him. Uh, what's your thoughts on the fight?
1: I picked Tris- uh, no I didn't. I picked Ludovic Klein. He was the biggest favorite on the card and his head kicks are out of this world, but we saw Ludovic Klein unable to land a big head kick and he was in trouble in this fight. He actually got pieced up really bad in the second round. He got take he no, Ludovic Klein got the takedowns in this fight, which really surprised me. But all three judges didn't even see a single round for Ludovic Klein, which really shocked me here. Uh, the decision was a little suspect, but I think it went to the right guy. Trezano was coming off a long layoff, and he looked as good as ever here, and he's a reborn fighter, and I would like to see him fight Jared Gordon next, the guy who just beat up prospect uh, Danny Chavez. What do you think about the matchup between Jared Gordon and and uh, we were just talking about Michael Trezano and Jared Gordon? What do you think about? My yeah, that sorry, but I had
0: some trouble trouble with my uh my 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 headphones. I couldn't I couldn't hear you. It was very quiet. But I saw it now. I think I've got it. Anyway, uh, the technology today hasn't been too great for my Apologies on our behalf. Uh, but yeah, uh, what was your question again? Sorry.
1: Yeah, I would like to see Jared Gordon against Michael Trezano because those two are on the ups in this uh, featherweight division. Do you think that would be a decent fight? Yeah,
0: that's a great fight. But not to jump the gun, Jared Gordon. I've got a little bit of a uh, a little bit, maybe a little bit of insight. Jared Gordon is, you know, potentially making his, well, potentially welcoming Paddy Pimlet to the UFC.
1: Wow, that would be phenomenal. And that's exactly the right fight for Paddy Pimlet, a guy who's very experienced in Jared Gordon. Uh, That's why I threw out the Jared Gordon matchup here. The guy's very experienced in the UFC. And uh, I'll always watch that guy fight because he always brings it.
0: Yeah, Paddy Pimlet told me that he's pushing for late August to make that fight with Gordon. And he wants to get one back for Chris Fishgold because Gordon beat Fish. And now he wants to get one back. He wants revenge.
1: Makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, That was exactly what I wanted to see for Paddy Pimlet. We saw Guram Kudalaze calling him out. That was just not... That just doesn't make sense why I put two prospects against each other. So uh, uh, to see a vet in there against Paddy Pimlet, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Mm -hmm, Definitely. So while we're on the topic of £145, you know, uh, you said what's next with Mike Treziano. So what was your pick, Jared Gordon? So if that's not an option, if he fights Paddy Pimlet, what's, what's on the top of your head?
1: I would say Omar Morales. Omar Morales... Uh, looked really impressive against Shane Young, so uh, book that fight.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, it's, it, that would that would be a great fight. Uh, and uh, moving on, should we move on to the next fight? Junyun Park versus Tafun Nanchukui. Uh, I'm so bad with names Nanchukui. Oh, good uh, Tafun Uh Yeah, in this fight, I really thought Tafun was going to get the get the win. Uh, I, I I don't know what it was. I think I had a, a, a little sense. Uh, that came inside me, and I thought, you know, Taffin, is—he's he's a great prospect. Uh, he's five and zero, uh, and this fight, Junior Park is—he uh, uh, he put the he put the—the the, the derailed that hype train a little bit, and uh, you know, really put on a good—a good performance, a good striking performance. Uh, took a lot of shots, but that staff infection, man, how did no one see that? That was—that was, uh, was look like a bullet.
1: Yeah, that was very gnarly to see. I picked the underdog here with pretty great confidence fun and Chukwi only has five MMA fights, uh, six now with this one. But we saw Park over and over again wrestle these guys for three rounds, and uh, that's not what he was able to do here. He's actually a boxer, and he he probably won the first round if you ask me. Second round was very close, but it didn't matter because the point deduction. But in the end, uh, the guy, the right guy, got the decision at the end of the fight. You saw. A lot of blood on that mat because uh, Park did some really good damage uh, with his ground and pound. So Park should have won the fight, uh, just like I expected, because his wrestling was better. But uh, I didn't think his striking would be uh, slightly ahead, I guess you could say. Um, I think he had somewhat of a speed advantage, which helped him out here. Uh, and Chukwe just he's just not that experienced. They were actually going to give him a de- developmental contract with a win. But he got such an impressive knockout in front of Dana. They said, let's get him straight into the UFC. So maybe Nchuqui's not ready for the UFC level yet, but uh, Park definitely is. And uh, I think he should fight Carl Roberson, a guy who got submitted uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I think that matchup makes a ton of sense.
0: Yeah, that's a great matchup uh, that he suggested. Uh, yeah, John Park was just really the wrestling. You know, even though he's not a wrestler, uh, you know, that's what really dominated the fight. He was primarily a boxer. Yes, his, bo- his boxing looked great too. Uh, I thought Tafun would get the get the win. and uh, I, I was wrong. Uh, it was a great performance of John Young Park. And he improves, gets another win inside the UFC. And he's upsetting the odds once again. Uh, but a debut. Let's talk about a fantastic debut from Carlston Harris, a guy that was on. Dana White looking for a fight, I believe it was, with the, with the Habib episode. And this guy uh, submitted Habib's friend in, in, in this episode. He submitted Habib's friend and then got uh, talked to Dana White and said, I want this shot. I'm hungry. Uh, I, I want this shot. I was homeless. I, I left my family to come out for this fight, to perform in front of you. Uh, I, and, and I, I sacrificed so much. And then uh, Dana White said, I-, I could not not give him a contract. So Dana White gave him a contract, got his debut against Christian Aguilera and submitted him in t- in three, in, three, in under three minutes. It was an incredible debut. Uh, the submission and the a- choke. It- this guy can be a, a future, you know, a- maybe a future um, r- um, a- a challenger in-, in the rankings. And this guy's got a lot of potential. His submission game is l- very good, as we've seen. Uh, what-, what do you reckon th- the future for Carson Harris? Where, where can we see him go?
1: The future is very bright for Carlton Harris. A lot of people were talking about his jiu-jitsu heading into this fight, but what they ignored was the power in his hands. He's got some knockouts on his record, and here Christian Aguilera very bad in that fight, and Aguilera panic wrestled, and got caught in a brutal bravo uh, truck, I believe it was, that really put his lights out. You can see the guy's eyes nearly popping out as uh, as Carlton Harris like all the submissions, so Harris looks very impressive, and he should get a step up in competition. He shouldn't, uh, you know, case he is uh, a little older. He's uh, near thirty five, I believe he's thirty three. Um, he should fight Dwight Grant. Dwight Grant is a guy who, quite frankly, did not earn his last victory, and that's a very tough matchup for Dwight Grant. But uh, Dwight Grant can always knock you out, so I think that matchup should be next, and uh, it would be. Probably a situation where you see Harris as a minus 300 favorite because that's just ho- how impressive he looked tonight, uh, last
0: weekend. Yeah, he looked, he looked great and uh, it was a great debut. Uh, the story behind him is fantastic. Uh, but that, that, that's the done for the UFC recap. It, it was a great night. Uh, Rodriguez, Michelle Watson put on a great fight. Greg Gillespie versus Diego Ferrer really stole the show. Uh, Greg Gillespie bounces back. Uh, Donald Cerrone, that, you know, he didn't look too great, got knocked out, got finished. Um, who else did we see? Amanda Rebest versus and Hill was meant to happen, but that's been rescheduled for May 5th, I think. Oh, wait, we've been May 5th. What, was it May 22nd? June. June 5th. June 22nd. June oh, 5th. June 5th. That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, head, I'm not ahead of time. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, we've got some Bellator fights, though. that happened over the weekend as well. Anthony Rumble Johnson was meant to take on Yara Romero, uh, but a late, uh, late shortest notes opponent stepped in. But, yeah, yeah we, we'll quickly recap the, the UFC. It was a great night. Rodriguez, versus Watson put on a great show, uh, and it, it was a great fight card, uh, top to bottom. Some good fights, and uh, that, that's all we have to really say from me and Oscar. But Bellator happened. Uh, Sergio Pettis versus... Juan Archuleta for the bantamweight uh, Bellator bantamweight title, and uh, Sergio Pettis really, you know, put on a masterclass against Juan Archuleta. He, he really stole the show. His hand looks good. That uh, he looked really, really good in this fight. Uh, did you watch this fight? And uh, how, how did you see this going before? And uh, how did you think it went?
1: Yeah, I actually did see this entire card. This was a rare instance where instance where Bellator actually had the better card. Uh, that co-main event was a barn burner, uh, but let, let's start at the top where we had that band title fight between uh, Pettis and Archuleta. I have a lot to say about this. Pettis looked as good as he ever has looked. He actually lost to Ryan Benoit in the UFC. He got knocked out, and uh, I had a lot of doubts about him after that. I was thinking he's probably not cut out for the title picture in any promotion, really. But in this case, he proved that he was championship worthy. And uh, he joins his brother as, ch- as a champion in a major organization. And this is exactly what you want to see from, uh, from former UFC guys. Because uh, as of late, we've seen them get absolutely destroyed by these young guys in other promotions. So uh, good for Sergio Pettis here. What do you think about his performance?
0: Yeah, he looked great. As you mentioned, there, both Perez brothers now have a championship in a major organization. So it was it was great to see him get it get it done. Uh, after you know, in the UFC, he didn't have the great success. You know, you bounce, you win one, and lose some. Uh, he this guy's fought you know a, a bunch of killers inside the UFC. He's, he's lost against Henry Cejudo, um Joseph Benavides. He has a win over Joseph Benavides. So he's had some you know some great wins. Uh, but he's always fell short. And as you mentioned, he's never really, you know, you never thought he was going to be that title worthy, you know, that quality. Uh, but he always got, he got there in the end in Bellator uh, and he eventually got it done. Uh, and against a, a really good worthy opponent, Juan Archuleta, who was on Kingdom, uh, by the way, a great TV show. Uh, I recommend that. Uh, and yeah, Sergio Pert has put on a great performance, a masterful performance on the hands uh, but let's talk about a firecracker. Anthony Rumble Johnson versus Jose Agosto and put on an absolute show. Uh, it was incredible to see. Uh, in the first round, Anthony uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson got hurt uh, after he hurt uh, Agosto, and, and it looked like it was uh, uh, going to go Agosto's way. It looked like Agosto hurt his hand in the first round. Uh, he was shaking it a little bit. He looked like he was um, every time he threw it. He was. You know, he looked like he, he was like hurting. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't looking too good for Jose. Uh, and after he hurt his hand, he was shaking it about. Uh, he got clipped by Anthony Rumble Johnson up against the fence. And then H- Jose comes back, fires back with a check left hook. Uh, this is the chicken. Uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson does the chicken dance, uh, puts on the pressure. And then it, it was, it was just a great fight. How, what, what did you think of this fight?
1: I thought Rumble Johnson was going to run through Jose. That was not the case. Rumble Johnson, uh, he was very vulnerable in that fight when he got, as you said, he got clipped really bad. And uh I thought Augusta was gonna finish him right then and there, but uh props to Rumble Johnson. The guy's been historically durable. So he he pulled off the knockout here and uh he moves on to fight Nemkov in July for the title. So if Rumble Johnson can get his hands on that title, that, that'll be a really cool story for a guy like Rumble Johnson to come back. Uh out of retirement after losing to DC by rare naked choke twice to come back to uh, to come to Bellator and to get his hands on a major belt. That would be a really cool story. But uh, I actually don't think that'll be the case. Nemkov looks excellent. And I think Nemkov probably knocks out uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson when they fight.
0: Yeah, as you mentioned there, uh, a retirement, uh, and then he came back. This, this comeback, yes, he, you know he looked in great shape. But it was the fight that really mattered. Uh, yes, he got the knockout, he got the win. But let's be honest, he he, he wasn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't really say it was an impressive win. Uh, and definitely, Anthony Rumbel Johnson would look at his performance and maybe thought he could have done a little bit better. Uh, but you know, he did get hurt in that fight. And if I if I'm Vadim demkov I'm seeing that. I'm thinking, yeah, I've got a real chance. I, I-, I believe Vadim Jankov will feel- think that anyway. Uh, Vadim Nankov is an absolute killer. This guy is a team Fedor protege. Uh, Fedor Emelianenko holds him under his wing. He's an absolute killer. Uh, we have seen what he done to Ryan Bader. Uh, put on a masterclass against Phil Davies and I agree with you. I think we're going to see a knockout, and I think it's become from Vadim Nemkov. But we can't root out Anthony Rumble Johnson. This guy's got freakish power, as we've seen in the Jose fight. All all it takes is one fight, one punch, I mean, to clip you, and you could be out uh, looking up at the stars, looking up the lights, uh, not knowing what happened. But Vadim Nemkov also possesses that power, possesses that unorthodox striking, that that head kicks. Uh, But it's going to be a tough night for both men, and I see Vadim Nemkov coming out on top, though.
1: I do. Uh, Nemkov, he may have lost to year per Hoska early in his career. Uh, he's had some close fights, but I think he's really leveled up here. And I don't think Ant- Anthony Johnson has improved, to be honest. I think he might have gotten a little worse. I don't think the Johnson of old would have gotten clipped like that.
0: Well, let's talk about another another great fight between between uh, Peter Quigley, uh and Patricky Pitbull. Putting on an absolute uh, a, a, a fan friendly uh, fight. Uh, the fight got stopped due to a cut, which I thought was a little bit premature. Uh, yes, the cut was in a bad place, but it wasn't really going in his eyes. Uh, it looked really like it wasn't going to really harm Patruki Pitbull. Uh, yes, it was a deep cut, uh, but you know I feel like the fight could have carried on. I think Patruki Pitbull would have. Happily carried on. It was a great fight. Uh, uh, nothing really to be said there. They put on a great show. Peter Quinley, I, I, I believe, was winning the fight when it ended. So maybe it was uh, lucky for Patrick Pitbull. But he wants that rematch. The
1: ma- the rematch uh, should be next. Uh, Patricky Pitbull was not having the best fight. It was a very competitive fight. But Pitbull uh, probably didn't have the performance he wanted in there. And it's very unfortunate to see this stop by cut it's all it's always frustrating wh- when uh when a cut gets in the way you know because uh that- that's why pfl doesn't allow elbows in their promotion because it can definitely interfere with plans here but uh the rematch should happen next but a very very fun scrap to watch
0: uh, let's talk about entertaining uh when you talk about entertaining inside the mma community you there's a one man that really, you know, pops out. And that man is MVP, Michael Vetter-Page. Whether you like him or not, you're tuning in to watch him. And if it's a card, you're tuning in specifically to watch him to see how he looks. Michael Page is an entertainer fire. He comes out to show. He entertains the fans. He entertains everybody who's watching. And, uh, oh, my God, he put on an absolute clinic against Derek Anderson. That kick, and uh, it just shattered his nose. It was incredible. Great timing, great placement. And just ultimately, you know, Derek Anderson didn't want no more after, after he noticed that his nose was basically caved in. It was it was ridiculous. A great performance from MVP. Uh, he moves on. Uh, what I would like to see next is maybe the, the, the rematch with Lima. I think it really needs to happen now. I think they need to really book that uh, in next. And maybe if it's, if it's not Lima, uh, uh, actually Lima's fighting Amazov, so he's got to wait a little bit of time. So he's a uh, hey, Lima. Diego, uh, Douglas Lima's fighting Yarazov, Amazov. So uh he's gonna have to wait if he wants that rematch so uh what would i do for mvp while i'm waiting uh in the workweight rankings you know who have you got you got you got paul daly versus the marcy that that happened uh paul daly got the win uh, but paul daly doesn't really want to come down to 170 pounds unless it's for a title so he, he's getting to the end of his career now uh paul daly and mvp have fought before paul daly got uh, mvp got the win but what what would you do for mvp next
1: it's really tough to say uh i don't know if he should wait for the shuttle shot because he really took no major damage in this fight if any uh derek of course had a rough night at the office his nose uh was in a really bad spot and uh it would have been unwise to continue fighting after that because we would have seen mvp probably land a flying knee or something That would have done even more damage that knows MVP is must see TV. This guy tends to deliver exciting finishes and, uh, he's, he's exactly the kind of fighter that Dana White would sign if he saw him on the contender series at some point. But, uh, I think he's happy in Boloto right now. And, uh, maybe we'll see Michael Van and page fight for the belt next. I think he deserves it already, but, uh, there's really nobody that stands out to me right now for him to fight. Um, but waiting for maybe the Jason Jackson would be. Yeah, Jason Jackson uh, got the got the good win over Benson Henderson. That that was a, a fight that a lot of people uh, assumed Benson Henderson would win just because, you know, he's a former champ. But uh, Jason Jackson was very impressive that night. And uh, th- yeah, that makes a ton of sense. That's a good oh, yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yep. Jason Jackson has been looking good so far. And that makes a ton of sense. That's a really good suggestion.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that we'll end the recap of Bellator uh, there and, and the end of the podcast. Uh, but the great fights uh, that happened on Bellator, uh, yeah, as you mentioned there, it really it was it best card uh, of the weekend when we're talking about MMA. But boxing happened uh, that really stole the show as well. If you watch that incredible fight, uh, Canelo got his hand raised, stopped the fight in the eighth round after pretty much shattered a uh, B- uh, socket, and he really didn't really want to continue, but uh, let's talk about some other fights. Uh, Johnny Campbell upset upset the odds, beat Henry Corrales. I thought Henry Corrales was going to win that. Uh, his debut, 135 pounds. Johnny Campbell said Sean knows he got that win. It was a great fight. Uh, Weber Almeida as well. I thought he was going to win this fight. A yeah, great prospect, looking as uh, uh, a, a, a great prospect. Uh, Leo Mashido, uh, protege. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't get the win that night. Uh, USC vet Eric Perez uh, returned. Uh, got the win. Patchy mix against Albert Morales, who was all, Albert Morales was on the show. Uh, I was really rooting for him in this fight. I really wanted to get done. He's a likable character. Uh the interview was fun. Uh we had a good bond, a good chat. It was uh you know it was just a great interview all around. I was really rooting for him in this fight. And uh he he, he gave it a good go. I thought he gave a good account of himself. Uh he, there was no you know negatives in there for me uh for Albert Morales. he, he really went in there to win. Uh, And he almost done it. You know, he put on a great performance. uh, But Patrick Mix just, you know, had that enough to get in there. He he was the more, the fresher man in round three. Uh, Eventually got that submission. Lorenz Larkin uh, put on a fight against, uh, put on a great fight against Rafael Carvalho. Uh, Split decision. Uh, Lorenz Larkin, a former UFC fighter, uh, went up to £185 for this fight. But now he says he's dropping about that time Rafael uh, Stotts put on a United decision versus um, Josh Hill. Uh, Raphael Stotts is a great fighter. His only loss, uh, you might remember him, his only loss comes via Marav Divaswili, and that was a, a, a spinning backfist. It was on uh, Looking for a Fight.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Yep. you remember. Yeah, Looking for a Fight has produced some really talented fighters. Randy Brown uh, comes to mind when you talk about uh, Looking for a Fight. Also, I believe... Uh, Oh, it slipped my mind right there, but uh, Murad really coming out looking for a fight is a testament to how how important that show is. And unfortunately, due to COVID, they couldn't do it for a while. But uh, you just saw who came out of look uh Dana White's looking for a fight. Uh, Carlston Harris is the real deal.
0: Uh, I, I'll, I'll repeat that. The Wi Fi keeps going over on my end. Uh, but yeah, that, it's been a great show for me and Oscar. It's been a, a, a great to talk about the fights. Uh, Bellator happened on the weekend. UFC happened on the weekend. Canelo versus uh, Saunders happened on the weekend. It was a great weekend of fights. And we have a great weekend of fights this weekend too. UFC 262, uh, Oliveira versus Chandler. It's going to be a great fight. Uh, me and Oscar will have that breakdown on Thursday. Talk about a fight, who we think is going to take it. So make sure you tune on to YouTube. and me unhinged. Uh, to get that prediction uh, in anyway from me and oscar it's been a very good bye oscar you got any last words yeah next guest just had a firecracker at and the weekend just gone tj brown how's it going
2: Man, it's going great, man. I'm living the dream. Just ate some good food. I got a full belly. I'm as happy as can be.
0: Man, you deserve a full belly, some good food after that fight that you, you and Kai Kamaka put on the weekend. It was a hell of a scrap. It's very entertaining. A controversial decision. A lot of people said that. could have went either way, but, you know, a lot of people said robbed. But, you know, that robbed card always comes out when it's a close decision. And in my opinion, if it's close enough to be a robbed fight, it could have went either way. So, what's your thoughts on the decision?
2: uh man uh I, after watching the fight i 100 percent uh believe i won uh however you know it was a tough it was a close fight man you know uh but if you look at the stats the stats don't lie you know i outstruck struck him had more takedowns uh significant strikes you know even in the control time he had he didn't even land any strikes so you know um i i, I won the fight man but uh I have no disregard or bad blood towards Kaya Kamaka. He's nothing but a gang fighter, and I have nothing but respect for him. However, I will say, you know, it's sad to see so many fans uh, be bitter and complain when me and another man put our body and brain on the line for you guys mm-hmm. to put on a fight of the night, and you guys are complaining about it. It, it's, it, it blows my mind. So, uh, you know, I, I'm just excited to get the win and, and, and that all my hard work paid off.
0: Yeah, I was definitely not one of those that, you know, they're one of them people complain about. I think it was an absolutely great fight. And uh, you were so unfortunate not to get that, you know, that bonus. Unfortunately, Jiri. No, you know,
2: really- how did we
0: not get the bonus man yeah exactly you you, you tell him you tell him t j brown not me you're the UFC fighter. but i i I generally thought you could have got that you know that bonus but Jerry, you know put on an incredible incredible performance and in that that huge knockout but i did think you warranted at least a bonus because it was a, it was a firecracker i agree man Mm-hmm. Uh so as we mentioned it's a close fight a lot of people took to social media. Uh what rounds would you give yourself in the fight? Even you know in that second round you did get dropped, but after you got dropped, you know you got up and you put the pressure back on him.
2: Exactly. And uh, now I put the pressure back on him. I out, I was out striking and in the in the end of the round I I landed a big takedown at the end. So man, uh you know I I thought I won the whole fight, you know, but uh I, I guess I can be a bit biased because it is me fighting, you know. But I thought I won the whole fight, you know. Uh, I, I think he never gave up. He was super tough and landed a mm-hmm. good shot on me in the second. Uh, but even even on the ground, like, I, we're not here to hold each other. We're not we're not here to hold – we're here to fight, you know. And even the time he had top position, like, he's just holding, you know. And I was tacking submissions, several Kimuras, uh ankle locks, even an plot at one time, so – you know, uh, that's what they come to see, man. That's what I'm going to give you.
0: Yes. What's crazy about me? Since the you know the announcement of the the, the fight, the the official the scorecard, uh, Kai's manager took to you know social media, uh, had a lot worse to say, and it's, it, there's reports coming out that he's you know appealing you know the the loss, and it, to me that's you know not not absurd, but you know kind of. Outlandish a little bit because if every close fight happens, you don't really see a manager you know appeal that loss. It's just a yeah, bit crazy. A, so, what's kind of your thoughts on crazy. Eric Nickshick and and what you had to what you had to do?
2: You know, uh, I really just want to let this die out. You know, I'm tired of this even being a story. But I will say, since we're talking about it, uh, Nick has went ahead to message me personally and apologize for the way he acted and some of the things he said. So, you know, it was good to get an apology from him because. You know, he had, said some, he had said some things that weren't true, as well as after the fight, you know, he didn't even shake my hand or anything, you know. Uh, you should have good sportsmanship after the fight. And then not only that, like, you're setting an example for the other fighters. You know, you should set a good example. And, and, and instead of blaming the judges, man, we, we have to we have to take responsibility and ask ourselves, what could we have done more? What could Kai could have done more to solidify his win? Versus blaming the judges for, for a score, does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so do you think like the, the the appeal could be successful? Because in my opinion, it should never no. be. It never no, should be that's successful.
2: A mm-hmm. It's a joke, man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a joke. Not at all. That's a joke. I, I, have, I have no worries of, of the appeal whatsoever. Mm-hmm.
0: It just it just makes me feel like every close decision. Uh, why hasn't their manager gone to the you know to commission? Right. Mm.
2: Yeah. It, it's just. Uh, He's upset, man, you mm-hmm. know, and, and he's, he's just going to way. bat for his fighter. I know he loves his fighters, you know but his fighter, you know, but you know, um this is the way this isn't the way you'd handle it. You you get back to the gym and you work harder and you get the next one. That, that's how you deal with that stuff.
0: Definitely to Kaiko Maka and his team. Uh, they put on a hell of a performance against you. And you, you, you know you were the one who came out with a nod that night. A fantastic fight, as, as I mentioned. Uh, but drifting back to it, it was it was a close contested fight. Uh, was you Looking back at it now, was you happy with the performance?
2: Uh, you know, I, I look at, at my, my, my performance rating. And uh, up until this fight in the UFC, I would have given myself a 4 out of 10. So in this fight, this last fight, I wanted to improve my performance. I wanted to perform the best of my abilities, go up a rate. And I, even this last fight, I'd give myself a six, dude. Like, you guys haven't even seen the best of me. It's nowhere near close. And, and as I get better uh, at performing in, in the octagon and get more comfortable in there, y'all are going to see some special things out of me, man. You know. But, but one thing's for certain, for certain is I'm improving each time I get in the cage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so if I'm correct, this was the first time you've had a fight camp under Glory MMA?
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, so how, how yeah. did that compare to, to the other fight camps?
2: Um, well, uh, first of all, James Krause is the great coach. Oh my you God, know. he's, he's amazing. Been, mm-hmm. He's got some of the, some great guys in there, as well as his gym is, is a packed house of just killers, man. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot to be said for that, but there's also a lot to be said that I'm able to go there, and when I'm there, I'm just focused on me fighting. When I'm here back home, a lot of times I, I, I train, then I got to do a private lesson, then I got to teach class, then I got to go uh, pick my son up from school. Like it, it's not—I'm not fully engulfed into fighting, and and I think a lot of my success is not just because of me going to go MMA, but because I was fully invested in my fight in this fight camp and being totally uh, focused on the fight camp versus seeing some other distractions
0: yeah so then you mentioned there you know you're more focused on the fight and that's what happened saturday night uh you're more focused moved to glory mma and then finally you got your first win under site under the ufc uh was it the way you expected slash kind of wanted the way to get to get your first win
2: uh man actually i seen me you know getting a knockout in this fight and, and that guy's tough you know yeah. so uh uh you know I, of course i was looking for a finish but uh you know at the end of the day, I'm just happy for the win because you know a, a lot of people didn't see the the hard work that went into this fight, man. You know, I I pour my my heart, my blood, my my everything into this fight, and I, I'm just grateful to get the win.
0: Yeah, us fans, you know, thank you so much for how much, you, how much these fighters, you know, sacrifice their body, their heart, their soul, uh, you yeah. know, everything to get into the fight, let alone, you know, that weight cutters could be brutal for anyone on every given day. And uh, we, we thank right. you so much for, you know, even, you know, entertaining us uh, on, on a weekly basis. It's incredible.
2: Nice, man. Thank you, man.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, so, as we mentioned, I mentioned before earlier, you know, just outside, just outside the zone of the Fighting Night bonus, uh, but that would have been the cherry on the top.
2: Yeah, man, it, it was great, you know, uh, I thought we kind of got robbed from five of the night, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I just had to remind myself to be grateful that I have the opportunity to do what I love and, and be in a position to where I'm at today, you know, but I definitely thought we deserved five of the night.
0: Yeah, so how did you kind of celebrate the win with your team? Was there any sort of, any like celebration, any sort of way that you celebrate a win oh, after?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, we won't get too far into it, but, man, we hammered down, you know, uh, me mean, a, a couple of good buddies got together, had a good time. And then uh, today and yesterday, just kind of hung out with my son. You know, we uh, tried to do a little fishing and just hanging out with him.
0: Uh, I'm guessing some alcohol might have been consumed that night. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so final question. Uh, so not looking too far ahead. You know, we would love to see you get back in there. But is there a name uh, that you'd like to get back in there with in the future?
2: Well, I, I, I we've got a couple we're looking at right now. Uh I've got my coaches kind of uh, just looking out, seeing what, what fights would be good for us, uh, you know, to kind of position us higher in the rankings, you know, to work our way up. But uh, right now, I can't give you a name, uh, but we've got a few uh, that we're looking at to, to hopefully get matched up soon.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, TJ Brown, for joining me today. The floor is yours. Uh, shout out to all your sponsors and etc.
2: Man, I just want to say thank you to everybody that supported me through the good and the bad. You know, we're here now, baby. Put some respect on my name. If you want to follow me, uh, follow me on Instagram at downtown tj brown.
0: You heard him, TJ Brown. Follow him on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. I enjoyed the fight on the weekend. Thank you so much for the entertainment, and uh, I'll catch you next time.
2: Thanks, man. Have a great day.